Now, it's time for NFL Network reporter Ian Rappaport. It's the Rap Sheet on the NFL on TuneIn. Ian, we have to start in Ohio. What can you tell us about the botched A.J. McCarron trade between the Bengals and the Browns? So here's my understanding. At 315, uh, the Browns turned down the Bengals' standing offer of a second-round pick and a third-round pick. At 354, the Browns came back and said, okay, fine, we'll do it. They then sent an email to the Bengals giving their consent for the trade. The Bengals did not see the email. They basically lost the email. And then at 358 or 359, the Bengals called back and said, we never said we never got anything. Browns said, actually, yeah, we sent it to you. At that point, the two sides scrambled to get it done. They were on the phone with the league office. Four o'clock struck. And the league office told them, you guys were not in time. How bad of a look is that for the Cleveland Browns? I mean, it's been bad for a very long time. I mean, they've gone through coaches, quarterbacks, organizations not playing good. What is Coach Hugh Jackson's record right now in Cleveland? What is one in 24, one in 25? I mean, how bad can it get for this team? It's not good. And, you know, regardless of who's at fault here, and I, I think both teams are sort of, you know, behind the scenes, pointing the finger at the other, trying to make sure that the other knows that that the public knows the other team was was at fault. The bottom line is, the Bengals still have AJ McCarron, and the Browns don't. And if the Browns try to build their team and they try to get a viable quarterback on the roster, they try to get someone uh, who can stand behind center and just play and guide this team. They don't have that person, and the fact that it collapsed in this spectacular fashion uh, is something that will. You know, if if anyone was looking to point the finger at the Browns and say, well, they're so Browns, uh, this is a pretty easy way to do it. Taking you around the league with Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Ian, you always do a great job of dissecting the legal complexities involving Ezekiel Elliott. Where do things stand now on the legal front? <laughs> I feel like we're almost to the end of it. Um, you know, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott. What's crazy here, first of all, the case hasn't even started. This really is all about whether or not he gets the injunction to put his suspension on hold while the case happens. So right now, he, having lost in the, in the uh, Southern District Court in New York, Zeke Elliott has appealed for an emergency injunction to the Second Circuit Court. So he is hoping that by Friday that everyone finds out whether or not he gets the emergency stay, the emergency injunction, to keep him on the field while the legal battle is fought in federal court. That is where we are now. And, you know, he still has maybe another legal option, but this is his probably last realistic attempt. Jimmy Garoppolo going to San Francisco, only a trade was made for only the second-round pick. Uh, why wasn't there more given uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo? Was this more of a buddy system because Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo has the same agent? You know, they have that good relationship and knowing that Bill Belichick, I think, should have done it much sooner uh, to give him a chance, but maybe because they botched it and didn't work, they didn't want to give him that much money. Let's do him a favor and send a kid somewhere good as opposed to taking what the Cleveland Browns are going to give him. And look what happened with the Cleveland Browns. Lucky Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) Well, I do think that Garoppolo had some say in where he went. So there's no way the Patriots were going to send him anywhere that he didn't want to go because, you know, he will want to do a contract extension with that team. If it's somewhere he didn't want to go, then it just doesn't work out like that. Uh, it just it just doesn't. So I think that's one thing. The other thing is the Patriots could have had a better deal. They could have had a second-round pick and a third-round pick from the Browns during the draft. 
But instead, they decided to keep Garoppolo as insurance against Tom Brady not being Tom Brady. And he showed up this year. He was great. No sign of drop-off. This was literally the last time the Patriots could make a deal for him. Uh, so they decided, you know what, we're just going to get a second rounder now instead of a third rounder when he leaves us in free agency. Ian Marty Herney, back with the Panthers as the interim GM, made the Kelvin Benjamin deal with Buffalo yesterday. How much longer is he going to have to be working under that interim tag, or are they still looking for another full-time GM? Uh, they may be looking for another full-time GM, but it's not going to be for a while. You know, he Marty Herney basically is on a year contract, and and of course, remember he, you know, he got sort of appointed as the interim in basically the summer, so he's got through the draft. Uh, and you know, look, if this turns it around, if the if it's addition by subtra- by subtraction, getting Calvin Benjamin off the team, bringing in some other guys to to really run and and stretch the field, um, you know, what he's done. It's actually kind of been impressive. I wouldn't be surprised if they start winning some games if he uh, ends up keeping that job. Ian, great information as always. We'll chat with you on Sunday. NFL first and goal on TuneIn Premium. All right. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.